Real quick, happy Monday, everyone. First things first, I haven't had a chance to check the stock market since like Thursday night. All I know is I put all my money into Uber's IPO. I'm doing good, right? I mean, that IPO was supposed to be over the moon. Am I still doing? I am. I'm doing great. I can retire. Perfect. Will we'll do. Welcome to Bob's Fishbowl, everyone. I'm Bob, chapter 176. Over there, the extra-dimensional fish B. When we get to Fishbola tonight, blow up the rockets, the hashtag sex strike, and fish B crosses the line again. He crosses the line again. This little fishbowl is good for nothing. Except uh, facilitating the entire show for the most part, at least 95% of it. But first... Our president, man, this guy, this dude, this fella, this president of the United States of America of ours, man, this, this guy, he's one funky brother. He's, he's, he's one, he's one quirky hombre. Can we agree upon that? Because Hungary's Viktor Orban. This is the this is the head of Hungary. He's he's the president, he's the prime minister, he's the chairman. I'm not sure what his official title is and really who cares. Even though Hungary is in NATO, this guy is an asshole who has been shunned by his European neighbors for being anti-Semitic, anti-Islam, uh, uh, anti-institutions uh, of higher learning, anti-free press. Other words, um, with the exception of the anti-Semitism, he's a lot like the president of the United States of America. He hates Hungarian-born George Soros. This guy is, he's practically a Fox News contributor. This Viktor Orban. So every everyone in the European Union, they want nothing to do with this guy. You don't get your picture taken near him. You don't invite him into your office. Maybe you take his call on a good day, but you prefer to take it from someone else, like, you know, in his administration. This asshole from Hungary. George W. Bush wouldn't let him near the White House, let alone the Oval Office. Barack Hussein Obama, of course, doesn't let him near the White House. Of course, the Oval Office. This is the kind of wannabe authoritarian dictator to be shunned by liberal democracies. To be shunned. But not our guy, not, not our quirky dude, not our funky hombre in the Oval. No, no, no. Our man Donald Trump invites him in, starts talking about how he's a strong guy, he's a tough guy, he's a respected guy, and all the world should bow down at these wannabe dictators. I mean, good grief. It's like looking in a mirror, these two jerk-offs, Viktor Orban and President Trump, just... Every, every, every day, every week, it's like, well, well, certainly we can't go any lower. Certainly the bar of, no, and I'm not talking about the attorney general, certainly the bar of, of, of just decent, human, respectable behavior that, oh, I don't know, one might expect from the leader of the free world and then, and then, and then, no. And then every single week, another another thing happens. Like, wow, 
the office has been even further degraded than it was last week. Welcome to America. 2019, Trump style. Let's play the fishbowl. Question one from Fishby. Reads as follows. How's your stupid war, uh, excuse me, has your stupid war on anti-vaxxers failed? Hold on. Now, you... You know I hate I hate the any kind of war analogies or metaphors when there's not there's enough actual wars there's enough actual suffering enough actual violence uh, you mean you mean you mean my my dismay my 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 shade and shame that I have hurled in the direction of the anti-vaxxers has it failed number of measles cases keeps going up and up, and up. And if anything, you'd think that this measles outbreak in different states analyzing the opt-out laws for their children, that this would be, this would be the death knell in the anti-vaxxer movement. Sorry, Jenny McCarthy and whichever Kennedy cousin is also on that bandwagon. But rather, the opposite has occurred. The anti-vaccine movement, what was kind of like, like just, just loosely affiliated in one random Facebook group or another across the country, because of this venom, me and uh, maybe not you, but me and others have spit in their direction, has actually caused them to become more organized. So this is going to become a thing going forward. I understand how you could say my stupid war on the anti-vaxxers has failed. I wouldn't say that yet. Someone smarter than me, and no one even knows who said it. This is such an old idiom. But sunshine is the best disinfectant. Unless, of course, unless, of course, you're trying to disinfect something that requires a vaccine, then then a vaccine would actually be the best thing you could probably use in that situation. Next, Fishby. Next. How concerned are you about war in Iran? How this that's an actual war. We can actually use the term war there. How concerned am I? Well, with with John Bolton who has been a anti-Iran, he, he's wanted, he's been banging the war with Iran drum for years. He's, he, no doubt about it, President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton, and his mustache, if he had his way, if he could pick between going to war tomorrow in Iran or not going at all, that dude is going tomorrow. Yeah, Fish B, I said it. I said it. That guy has a... For someone that's never served in the military, to the best of my knowledge, he has an awfully itchy, twitchy, awfully itchy trigger finger playing with other people's lives, doesn't he? This John Bolton. And uh, and I, I, under, I, under, I understand his, his mustache is so appealing on the human eye, it's a miracle he doesn't kill people just leaving the house. I get it. He looks that great. I hear you. Two thumbs up from this podcaster. Trump says, because he has Bolton in, 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 in one ear, yet Trump, you, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a stable genius who gets most of his good information from himself, apparently, 
And he, he says he's got doves on the other, those non-interventionist doves. But then there was a story today about four different Saudi oil tankers that were sabotaged. One of them, I believe, was, was had something to do with the United States. And whether Iran is responsible for that or not, I'm scared to death they're going to pin it on them. This is how wars start. We've been through this before. President Trump, as he finds himself digger in a bigger and bigger and bigger election hole, and he he's, his unfavorables right now are like in the low 40s where they've been basically his entire presidency. It wouldn't surprise me at all. You really, you really think the president really? You don't, you don't, you don't think the president would start a war to save his own political hide? You have a a much higher opinion of the man than I do. A much higher opinion of the man. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Hey, Fish B. Hey, buddy. What's going on, my best buddy? If I gave you a gun right now, would you shoot yourself in the name of arts? Come on, Fish, fish B. That's that's not nice. That's not that's not that's not nice. That's not cool, especially someone with with my history of substance abuse and mental illness. You can't you can't say that type shit to me, man. That's not that's not it's not it's not it's not it's not funny. Uh, uh, but the answer to your question is yes, sure. In the name of arts, I mean, in the name of, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't do it in the name of, you know, like, like attention or, or the name of, uh, a, a promotion or I, I wouldn't do it for 4th of July. I wouldn't do it as a parlor trick, but in the name of arts, who wouldn't, who wouldn't shoot themselves in the name of, in the name of art next, how is Felicity Huffman going to jail and Robert Kraft isn't. How is, how is, how is, well, Felicity Huffman, uh, this is, this is the whole varsity blues. I don't even know what college she paid 15,015 for her daughter to get into, as opposed to the Lachlan Massimo family, which spent $500,000 to get a kid and a half, and they're not very big, to get a kid and a half into USC, which isn't even a real learning institution. Take that, Trojans. Take that. Uh, what was the question? Oh, how, how's Felicity Huffman? Four months... Four months seems for a $15,000 bribe. I mean, they're going to try to hit her with a... We'll see. Four months seems crazy to me for that. Like like two, three weeks. Like I could get a month. I could get a month, but but four seems insane. But then, then Robert Kraft... He's a, I mean, he's the billionaire owner owner of of, of Gillette and uh, the New England Patriots, and even though he got a rub and tug in Jupiter, Florida, his attorneys have somehow managed that footage not to be released to the public, and now somehow the prosecutors aren't going to be able to use that footage either, either from inside or outside. It looks like Robert Kraft and his fellow defendants are going to skate on this. And this is, and the shit they did, I mean, getting your kid into college is one thing, but engaging in something that involves human trafficking and you get off scot-free, that doesn't make any sense to me in this 2019. None at all. None at all.
not sure why why I'm saying it again with more volume. Next question. How did the, how did you know Golden State would win game 6 and is it time to blow up the Rockets? How Well, here's here's how I knew Golden State was going to win game 6 on Friday. It was that was that was that was just a it was it was a good guess and, and an educated guess. I've been watching basketball for a long time and it's definitely time to blow up the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets. I mean, their job is to win championships. Their job is not is is not to get get close. Their job is not to make the playoffs. Their job is not to fill the seats. I mean, you got Chris Paul. You got James Harden. You keep James Harden. Chris Paul is under contract to make way too much money. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the Rockets do. But they're clearly not better than Golden State even if Golden State more than likely does lose Kevin Durant this offseason. Dear Uncle Bob, yes, that is that is me, my children of the corn. Dear Uncle Bob, who is Alyssa Milano? And why is she calling for a for a hashtag sex strike? Who is who is Alyssa Milano? That's um I mean, you you see her picture, she's she's still she's still quite pretty. Uh, I believe I believe in the 1980s she was on the legendary 1980s sitcom Who's the Boss? Or for those of you fluent in French, Kie Le Patron. Uh, she was a daughter, and then and then and then she was on. Wasn't she on some other show in in, in like the aughts? Was 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 she one of the witches? Was she on it? Was she on the CW or something or the WB or or one of those? But she she's she's a long time. A uh, feminist activist is 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 Alyssa Milano. Maybe you remember her from the Judge Kavanaugh trial. Again, she she's a very she's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human being. Uh, I don't know who she's in a relationship with, but she's she's imploring all women all across the United States because as more and more states like Georgia, they just they're uh, uh, just. Tried to pass the uh, that heartbeat law that that if, if you can hear a baby's heartbeat that that baby can no longer be aborted even though you can hear a baby's heartbeat after six weeks and many women don't even know they're pregnant after six weeks and, and as she sees these reproductive rights being incrementally taken away across the country, Alyssa Milano says the now is time, women says now is the time. I know I said it backwards the first time. Now is the time, women. And and it is time to put men on notice. And the only thing that men are going to pay attention to when it comes to reproductive rights is reminding men who's really in charge of reproductive rights, which is the women, hence the hashtag sex strike. If I was dating Alyssa Milano, I would. Uh, what do they call people that uh, that break it, break the strike, cross the picket line? Scabs. Scab. Scab isn't a good name. Scab really isn't um, um, uh, uh, the mental image you want to think about when breaking a, a sex strike. But uh, whatever. What it's not. It's not my fault. This American vernacular doesn't align. You know. That's. I didn't. I didn't write the fucking thesaurus. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. I'm a. Dictionary, that one, that one, I, uh, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a credit on that one either. That'd be fun though. Huh? Next, what did you get your mom for Mother's Day? What did I, 
I well, uh, I got Russell Wilson's mama house. That was that was nice of me, right? I got I got Russell Wilson's mama. Okay, all right. Well, Russell Wilson got his own mama house, but he's Russell Wilson. He just all right. I got I got I got I got I got I got your mom some I got your mom some new underpants. Says I. Oh, all right, fine. I got my mom. Um, uh, I mean, everyone gets. I, I mean, I got to see my mom on Mother's Day. It wasn't just it wasn't just a phone call. Uh, everyone gets their mom a card on Mother's Day, and every year prior to this, I have either gotten one or made a card during portions of my life. Uh, uh, this year, I decided I decided to go different. I decided instead of a card, I instead I decide I, I instead decided, excuse me, to write a heartfelt letter, and I wrote that heartfelt letter on a piece of paper. And then I took that piece of paper and I rolled it up and I put it inside a plastic egg. That's what I did. That's what I that's what I did. I no, I didn't write mom on the outside, but I just, I just I go, I go here, I go, everyone can give you a card. Any any Yahoo, any, any, any schmuck off the street can get you a card, but here you go, mom. Ta-da! It's an egg, which when you think about it, makes way more sense on Mother's Day than Easter. I'm just saying, just saying, way more sense the day that I did it. Next question. Doesn't this podcast need a co-host? Does it? Fish B, this podcast has a co-host, and Fish Bola be that name. Like a real co-host. Ah, you know, th- that question is actually, um, that's a little more involved uh, than I, that, that digs a little deeper than I want to go right now. So let's save that one for tomorrow. Doesn't this podcast need a co-host? We'll kick that in the tomorrow bit. So next, Fish B. And who knows, maybe tomorrow we will have a, co- a co-host. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah, it's Monday. It's a long weekend. Since you're so close to Idaho, scalloped or au gratin? Fair. I mean, this is a potato question because Idaho's famous potatoes. And yes, I, I do only live like a half hour away from the Idaho border, I suppose. Although Washington potatoes are, are they're great, too. They're great, too. The answer is really this depends on this depends on the chef. Depends on the chef because they're both they're both great potatoes. But if the chef is equal, then O'Gratton are better than no 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 no. Chef being I'm sorry I've 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 changed my mind. Chef being equal, chef being equal, scalloped are better than O'Gratton. I mean they're both cheesy, but one is creamier. Scallop is creamier. Is Tyra Banks too old for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? Is Tyra Banks to how 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 old is Tyra? Forty five years old. I don't I don't I don't I don't want Bill Mars screaming at me in my imagination about ageism. So I'm not gonna say. I mean she she look she looks wonderful. At age 45, I have seen the photos. Uh, 
the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue before before nieces and nephews before I got a dear Uncle Bob. What's the SI swimsuit issue? It used to be a cultural thing. It used to be an annual cultural touchstone. It was very important. Now, not so much. No one really cares anymore. But Tyra Banks being in there, good, great for Tyra. I know, I know, I know she's had her her weight battles. Uh, she's always been a voluptuous woman. But based on the pictures I saw, even even worse than Kate Upton's photo, so I'm, I don't think is in it this year. But uh, so, somebody get that poor young lady a bikini top that can fit. I mean, can can somebody can somebody anyway, like is there is there a run in the in the whole fabric textile garment industry? Like like there aren't scissors, but there's, there's not a sewing machine large enough to make that young woman a bikini top that can fit more appropriately. That's what I think. Are you doing okay after the Veep? Series finale, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 always tough uh, to say goodbye to one of your favorite shows, especially one of the, if not the best written comedy in the history of show business. No show was more foul mouthed. No show was more crude. No show was just just smarter and consistently on it every single week than Veep. It deserves its own wing at a magical comedy hall of fame. Hell, it deserves its own presidential library. Veep. Um, I, I'm, I, am, I am doing okay, but, but really, I've just been... I mean, last night was all about Game of Thrones, right? We haven't talked about that because I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to ruin it. And I'm not quite sure how to talk about last night's episode other than ruin it. Next week is going to be tricky. I can't believe we're going to be doing the show one week from today and there's going to be no more Game of Thrones ever again. Except for the inevitable prequels, sequels, spinoffs, films. We'll see. We'll see. Last question, as always, belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player, our nine-year-old producer, and he writes... Why are millions of people around the world learning the fictional language of Valerian? See, this kid, is, he's nine. He's nine and he gets it. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, this is, this is the fictional language, the fictional dialect. I read today, what, I mean, I mean, forget Dorthraki. That's its own different language. 1.5 million people around the world are studying real hard for Game of Thronicon so they so they can so they can talk Valerian to each other, which I'm sure is gonna be a lot of this doesn't this isn't gonna come in handy ever unless talking to another Game of Thrones fan who also was so into it, they also took the time to learn a language. I mean, it exists because someone did it, but then it doesn't really because it's, uh, you understand how I'm confused? I have a tough enough time with Spanish. That seems way more practical. Mayor Pete speaks seven and a half languages. Valeria isn't even the half language. It's not, well, Fish B is, I mean, I speak a little extra dimensional Fishbola, and uh, 
doesn't speak Valerian either. But with that, let's move on to Paleta Bola de Fuego, shall we? Which, of course, the hottest finale in podcasting, literally translating, I don't know what it is in Valerian, but in Spanish, Paleta Bola de Fuego, of course, means the paddle ball of fire. Happy 55th birthday, Stephen Colbert. We love you, Mr. Colbert. Washington State becomes the first of the 50 to offer a legit public option for health insurance. Way to go, Washington State. Congratulations to Drake for wasting $200 million on a plane named Air Drake. That must be, unless, you, unless you're giving me a ride, go, go get them. As, enjoy those Canadian taxes. Harold Letterman, the legendary boxing judge analyst who's on HBO Forever. Uh, he passed away this weekend at the age of 79. That, that makes me sad. And Cardi B went shopping over the weekend in a bathrobe and mink slippers. That's a girl after my heart, man. I, just, just when you think you can't like Cardi B any more than you do, she goes shopping in a bathrobe and mink slippers. Leave me alone, PETA. I'm assuming they're foaming, or I'm just moving past that mentally. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, chapter 177, ask, answering really, t- well, we'll be asking tough questions, but then answering them also, like, does this show need a podcast, or does this show, does, I mean, it, you know what I mean, it doesn't need, does need a co-host. <laughs> anyway, till then, you know I love you. Bye-bye.